This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Are you looking to save 50, 60, even 70% on your phone bill? Well, here's a tip. Broadvoice.com. Hi, it's Brad Staggs of Blaze TV here. Broadvoice offers high-quality phone service for only $8.95 a month. You may ask, how can I save so much money? What's the catch? Well, the secret is the technology. Broadvoice uses VoIP technology that takes analog audio signals from your phone, turns them into digital data, and then transfers them over the Internet. This means crystal clear sound and cheaper phone bills. Broadvoice has been ranked in the Deloitte Technology Fast 500 and Inc. 500 as one of the fastest growing private companies in America. Get Broadvoice right now for only $8.95 a month. Keep your existing phone number for free and Broadvoice will send you their easy plug-in adapter free. All this and you get unlimited local calling for just $8.95 a month. Plus, for a limited time, Broadvoice will even give you your first month free. Do what we did here at Blaze Radio. Make the switch today at broadvoice.com or call feel like they felt welcomed they should because they were they were yeah technically welcomed roundly welcomed um <clears throat> looks like uh, hillary clinton <clears throat> used multiple secret email addresses as secretary of state yeah Not just one look multiple you're gonna if you're gonna mm. make an omelet you're gonna have multiple email addresses you know, it's uh, gonna happen. I, I don't. You're gonna if you're gonna make an omelet, you're gonna have multiple private email addresses you didn't disclose. <laughs> I mean, everybody knows it. And really here's another, sure yet another example of it. Omelet has to do with that, but uh... I think that's a, it's a pretty common phrase, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know even the basics. I, I don't. I don't. Okay. No, well, no, I mean, I can't I communicate with people who don't even know the language. I guess not. Maybe you can explain it to us, the omelet uh, and the email. <laughs> uh, off the air. I'm not going to waste the people's time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, despite her past claims that she only used one email address, uh, a previously unseen email record show, there was at least one other email address in use. And what was it she said? I, I, for convenience. For convenience, she wanted to just uh, use the one. Right? Isn't that wasn't that her big excuse, if I remember correctly? Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. And and that's what people, uh, you know, everyone knows this to be true. When you you need to have twelve, fifteen, twenty five different email addresses for convenience, because you know it's easier when you want to find an email. You're going to go in. You're going to be able to check an account. There's going to be less emails in that account to try to find the email that you want. So you can just bounce back and forth between the twenty five until you find the email that you need. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows this. Is this another thing you don't know? Yeah, Jeez. it is. It's embarrassing. It is. There's it's a lot already. <laughs> Show's <laughs> only two minutes old. <laughs> only two minutes old. You already two and, major uh, things you don't know. Wow, unbelievable. That's bad. <laughs> New York Times published new emails uh, that were set using the private email server she set up while she was Secretary of State. Republican National Committee 
uh, discovered that multiple emails were sent from uh, hrod17 at clintonemail.com. <clears throat> uh, the, that address that Clinton's attorneys had previously said didn't exist. And apparently it does. Oops. That's great. Oopsies. Yeah, it happens, you know. I think this one, though, from what I was reading earlier today, uh, it's a... They they knew about the address, but they didn't... She said it didn't start until after she was gone from Secretary of State. So you don't need to look at that email, because I didn't use it until I was out of the Secretary of State office. Um, and in reality, they now find out that she was using it as Secretary of State. Yet another part of this. I mean, this is going to be one of these things that just continues to unfold. They said this morning uh, that they don't expect to be through all the emails to be able to release them until January 2016. Now, it's going to wow. take from now and actually months ago, when we first found about this, till next January to go through the emails just to approve them enough to release them so that you can see them. Now, this is going to be obviously in the middle of this campaign. <laughs> Um, and it's going to be interesting to see because, look, you release 40,000 emails. I don't care who you are. I mean, you're going to have something in there that's controversial. You're going to have something in there that's questionable. You're going to be, you're going to talk crap about somebody that you didn't, you wish you didn't. You're going to, you're going to have, you know, I mean, if you're Jeffy, it's a different Please. story. You're talking 20, 30,000 of the emails will be illegal. But I mean, uh, that's questionable too. That's uh, questionable too. Shouldn't it be? Shouldn't it be not questionable for you? Shouldn't you say no? It's not true. Why is it questionable? Yeah, because they a lot of people think things are illegal when they're not. <laughs> so Jeffy's shadiness aside, it doesn't matter, right? Like you, you go through somebody's email box, you're going to be able to find something to make them look bad. Um, and you know, maybe it's just pettiness. You know, maybe it's just being wrong on an issue. One of the other things we found out was Sidney Blumenthal, um, uh, you know, big Clinton, tight-knit Clinton person, uh, you know, guy has been around forever. She wanted to hire him in the, in the State Department. Obama basically said no because he was so shady um, and said no and did not want any uh, advice. For, they did, did not want him as an advisor. Turns out, because of some of these emails that are coming out, that he was advising the entire time. He was taking shady rumors. He was doing business in Libya, uh, taking shady rumors from his sources in Libya, forwarding them to the Secretary of State, who was then sending them around to her staff. And her staff many times was like, uh, yeah, this, this is not real. These are rumors, blah, 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 blah. This is somebody they specifically wanted out of this whole circle and they're now finding out that he was in it, Sidney Blumenthal, who's very shady, who's promoting his business interests to this direct line to the Secretary of State on a private email address. We're just finding about this now. What else has been going on? This is going to filter out over the next year. And again, because she's such a crap heap of a candidate, you think that maybe this, is, this actually might not be her. She might not, it might not be hers to win. Maybe she will blow this thing. I think she will. <clears throat> I think she will. And, you know, I guess uh, Martin O'Malley is waiting in the wings. I, I guess. <laughs> They're in tough shape. And, and I read again some, I, I just read the headline, but it, it was uh, a whole list of Clinton problems. <clears throat> and then the last one was uh, Democrats are in panic. So they're panicking again mm -hmm. because this looks bad for her. Uh, she, whenever she speaks, nothing good comes out. Uh, and her approval ratings continue to go down. So 
I, I, they're in trouble. I, yeah. I don't know who they're going to get. I really don't, uh, except for Al Gore. Oh, that's the one. If Clinton goes down, you get a chance of Al Gore. I think that's true. The other, yeah. the other possibility, which I think is real, is to take a guy who is essentially a blank slate uh, that has basic positive attributes, like he's good-looking and young, uh, and you'd go with the Martin O'Malley option. And, and yeah. you say, well, okay, wait a minute, nobody knows Martin O'Malley. What, what the hell? It doesn't matter. The media will make you know him. Mm -hmm. The media will do everything they can to essentially run a campaign for him. They will say how great he was. They will talk about how wonderful uh, Maryland was under his leadership and how, uh, how bad it turned afterwards with these riots and only he could have stopped them. And they will come up with a narrative that will promote him as the guy that how the hell did you not know about him? He's been brilliant. This guy's a superstar. He will turn into a superstar the second she starts to falter. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that is possible. And he's smart to get too. in it, by the way, and just sit back. Yeah. Because you need to have some other option, even if it is only a 10% chance that she falters badly enough to, to, to drop out early. Uh, and and if, I think if you get to the end, if you have a guy like O'Malley or Sanders or these kind of candidates where they're not working out so well, maybe because we have no idea, O'Malley could be a terrible candidate. But if you get to that point where he's going on and he's struggling as well, then you've got the Al Gore option. That's the nuclear option. Yeah, it is. The nuclear option. I said <clears throat> it the George Bush way for some reason. <clears throat> the nuclear option. Um, also, uh, George Stephanopoulos continues to have issues. And, <laughs> you think? Uh, wow. I mean, ABC never released the number uh, that they're, you know, the, <clears throat> of the contract, how much money they're paying him to stay. Uh, this was negotiated a couple of years ago. And um, it's $105 million over seven years. Holy crap! $105 million over seven years. That's not bad. That's like an NFL football quarterback uh, yeah. contract. And a, a prime time one. I mean, a, yeah. a very good. Yeah. I mean, Ryan Tannehill just got six ninety and six, 96, six years, $96 million. 696? I think it was $6 million. Very similar. Again, none of that money is guaranteed. I mean, actually, that's not true. About, they think about $45 million of it is basically guaranteed. Um, but still, I mean, it's not 96 million. It's less than half. Is even kind of guaranteed. Yeah. I mean, that's a uh, 105 for George Stephanopoulos. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. I is he like? Um, he must have pictures. He must of somebody because I mean, you know, he's a handsome guy. He's a former Clinton. Yeah. He's Clintonista. Um, I, everybody knows that. Everybody knows he was a top advisor to Bill Clinton. Uh, you know, he, but he's not that good. <laughs> That's a good way of putting he's it. He's just not that good. Yeah, I mean, he's not uh, horrible. Now, outside of the obvious political problems he has and his conflicts of interest, which are a huge issue, he's not a terrible anchor. I don't look he's at him not, and say, like, wow, this guy's terrible. awful at this job. No, he's not terrible. He's obviously biased, which makes him bad at this job, but everybody's biased in the media. Yeah. Um, he's getting caught at it which makes him bad from that perspective. But, I mean, he's not a terrible anchor, but $105 million? I mean, it, honestly, if you would have said mm -hmm. $1 million, I would have been like, all right. You know, it's about yeah, a million okay. bucks a year. A million sure. bucks, you know, for a big-time anchor. I mean, that's it's a lot of money, but still. Even two or three. It, it's, he's making $15 million a year. $15 million a year. Wow. For George Stephanopoulos. And Brian Williams... Uh, now, Brian Williams anchored the nightly news. George Stephanopoulos right. doesn't. Now, right. he is on Good Morning America, but as part of an ensemble. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. And, yeah, he does this week. He does the their version of the Saturday show, which is ranked what? Does anyone know? I, he, he may have actually 
Did he turn that around after the um, NBC troubles? Meet the uh, Press has always been sta the standard as number one. But yeah. I'm I not sure about the ratings on, on uh, this week. Yeah, so anyway, that's what he does. He's part of an ensemble on a big show, and he does another show on the weekends, um, which is, by the way, what I do, and I don't get paid $105 million. Close I'm to part that, of though. an ensemble yeah. during the week, right? and then I do my own show on the weekends. And what do I get out of it? Not $105 million. <laughs> Not I have a 12... Thousand-year contract worth 105 million. Uh, it's a pretty good. Uh, it is going to take some time, and there's no uh, there's no inflation-adjusted. Uh, no. So 12,000 years right. from now, when like you buy a, a, a loaf of bread for 600 billion dollars, uh, I I still will be getting paid 100. Looked like million. a good contract though when you signed <laughs> a 105 million dollar deal. It was really <laughs> and good inflation, and none of it's guaranteed. They can cut me at any time. Um, uh, but this is amazing uh, when you look at it this way. Brian Williams, who does host or did host the nightly news. This is before he got his, uh, before his issues started. He signed a five-year, $50 million contract. Less. Way less. I mean, half. Yeah. Not yearly, but I mean, yeah. overall value, less than half. And yearly, I mean, a significant uh, cut of only, t only $10 million a year. And that's, uh, wow. You would think their main guy on, on the main network news channel would make more than $10 million a year. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, when, you, when, you look at, when you look at guys now, like... Now, I mean, back in the day, you, know, yeah. you could see it more, but like now it's like... It's, that's true. They don't have the viewership they once did. No. So. But this is another example. Glenn, you know, Glenn's, as he points out a lot of times, is not always great with timing. Uh, and he is ahead of the curve a lot of times. Um, but, you know, we always talk about these things as if they're done deals, like TV news is dead. It's not so dead when you're hiring George Stephanopoulos for seven years on $105 million. Yeah. And, and it's on its way to dying, but it, that doesn't mean it's dead. Right. And they, they said they were desperate to lock him down after Josh Elliott left. I don't even know who Josh Elliott is. Who Josh Elliott, I've never heard the name before. <laughs> <laughs> so he came, he stayed, he left. We didn't even notice. And because they didn't want George Stephanopoulos to do the same thing, they gave him $105 million. Can we go to joshelliottpicks.com and see if there's any pictures <laughs> you know, of the guy? Yeah, you know his face. <laughs> you, I would. Really? Yeah, you know his face, I think. But that's about it, really. If you... Well, no, I wouldn't know any part of his body that is. I know his butt. I, I've checked it out enough times. I would know him by his butt. <laughs> if he was walking in front of me, I would know him. Okay, let's put it that way. You would. I would definitely okay. know him. There. I would not. <laughs> really? Yeah, I wouldn't. Even if he was walking Seriously, directly Josh in front Elliot? of you? No, not even that. <laughs> You'd know him by his face, but that's it. That's, that's it. it. Yeah. You would, you would not know this guy's ankles. Well. You might know his shoulder blades. <laughs> you I don't know. Might. If no, you saw his shoulder blades, you might know him. <laughs> I love you, Jeffy. You're just you're just the best. Thank you. You really are. Except for the I mean, not really, of that. obviously, yeah, but obviously. no. Uh, can we get a picture of, uh, of Josh Elliott and his butt? Is that possible? Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'd like to see who he is. I, I would, I, too. I mean, because this happens, right? Like, you lose a big personality, yeah. uh, and you're like, well, we better scramble to keep the next guy. You know, yep. you don't want to be left with nobody. Uh, but, I mean, as a second choice, you're getting $105 million. Pretty good. I mean, the, the TV business is, is pretty good. We should get into it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> we should, no maybe we should go to, like, a network that only has, like, three letters in it or something and see if we can cash in. <laughs> Jeez. Man, that's pretty uh, impressive. We'll get that picture for you. Maybe we'll see if we can recognize the guy here coming.
coming up. All right. Meantime, uh, you can get prepared for whatever eventuality comes your way. Uh, might just be, you know, a minor inconvenience for a couple of days, or it might be something major. Either way, you can be prepared with a 72-hour kit from MyPatriotSupply.com. And right now, you can only you can get it for only ten dollars, and yeah. that includes shipping. What if you have a hundred and five million dollar contract that's not fully guaranteed, and you get an unexpected cut in that contract? Because let's say mm. you've donated seventy five thousand dollars to the you know the opponent of the person you're interviewing. Okay. You know, and you didn't mm -hmm. disclose that to your employer, and all of a sudden you're looking for a job, and you don't know what you're going to do. You should have a seventy two hour kit. Uh, kind of set aside because that'll uh, get you through a few days right. as you kind of make a transition from the employed status to the unemployed status. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a good thing to have. My Patriot Supply does it better than anybody. 800-274-3040. It's the only place you can get this deal. 10 bucks, including shipping, for a 72-hour kit. 800-274-3040. My Patriot Supply. It's not just food, it's freedom. Are you looking to save 50, 60, even 70% on your phone bill? Well, here's a tip. Broadvoice.com. Hi, it's Brad Staggs of Blaze TV here. Broadvoice offers high-quality phone service for only $8.95 a month. You may ask, how can I save so much money? What's the catch? Well, the secret is the technology. Broadvoice uses VoIP technology that takes analog audio signals from your phone, turns them into digital data, and then transfers them over the Internet. This means crystal clear sound and cheaper phone bills. Broadvoice has been ranked in the Deloitte Technology Fast 500 and Inc. 500 as one of the fastest growing private companies in America. Get Broadvoice right now for only $8.95 a month. Keep your existing phone number for free and Broadvoice will send you their easy plug-in adapter free. All this and you get unlimited local calling for just $8.95 a month. Plus, for a limited time, Broadvoice will even give you your first month free. Do what we did here at Blaze Radio. Make the switch today at broadvoice.com or call 888-332-8036. 888-332-8036. back. Pat and Stu, we haven't a picture of Josh Elliott yet. <clears throat> I actually looked him up on the on the internet. Yeah, we do. Let's, okay, let's yeah. take a look at. Uh, let's get a nice close up. Oh yeah, of Josh. I know him by his butt for sure. Definitely, I know him by his dreamy eyes, but <laughs> not his butt. <laughs> I, he looks loosely familiar to me. I, I, I don't know to, that. To I be would... honest, I I couldn't have identified him. I couldn't. I I look at that photo and say. No idea. I, actor, soap opera actor. I, I yeah. don't know. Right. Like, I, I look at him and would say, <laughs> that guy looks familiar, but I could not tell you his name or what he does. Like, yeah. And look, no by idea. the way, uh, you know, he's News a hell of a lot. At, at GMA. Yeah, yeah. It's, and, it's until he big left, obviously, that's what, why they locked down George Stephanopoulos. Well, it had to. Had, had to. to. They had to. You lose this, this guy, you gotta lock down the next guy. Yeah. And so now, now he's at NBC Sports and NBC News. Yeah, and I guess he was at ESPN too at one point. Oh, was um, he? Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, he's got look. He's got a hell of a lot better career than we do. We Rising have to work with star Jeffy every day. Rising star Jeff Elliott. Josh. Josh. Josh Elliott. <laughs> it shows you how much, <laughs> how well you know the guy. Uh, so, uh, how about um, this? Is something I think will interest you, Jeffy. The kind of the this is your life, the the way you live your life. Uh, seven tips for keeping your man from the 1950s. <laughs> This is great. This is how Jeffy says not, he lives you today. You do not get these days back. No, you do not. Uh, number I mean, one. In your houses. Uh, you, I, have you ever recommended this one, Jeffy? Number one, don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> that is seriously tip number Such one. Such a good idea. From the 1950s. It's from a, 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 a book called How to Be a Good Wife. 
uh, from 1943. Um, I guess it's actually, uh, he also had a book from 1951 that part of this is from. Don't bother your husband with petty troubles and complaints when he comes home from work. Good safety tip. That's a damn good Amen. safety tip. Amen to that. Right, Jeffy? Thank Amen you. to that. This is a, this is this is Jeffy. <clears throat> this city. is why seriously when you come home and everybody says, "Oh, hi, how you doing? How was your day?" You never ask it back. I don't care <laughs> how their day was. Okay, you care about why then serve me dinner. Mm -hmm. You are a catch man. <laughs> you are a freaking catch. You really are. There's no there's no argument about oh, that. Oh, it's got that whole thing. This so well this is this is this is fantastic. Be a good listener. This is, again, a man talking to a woman in, 19, in the 1940s and 50s. So, first of all, don't talk. Don't and talk. Under, under that heading. Don't bother your husband with petty troubles right. and complaints. Okay. Be a good listener. Let him tell you his troubles. Yours will seem trivial in comparison. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's great. Mm -hmm. Remember, your That's most important great. job is to build up and maintain his ego. That uh, is your most important job. Which gets bruised plenty in article. business. This is a brilliant article. Yeah, it is. It's mm -hmm. brilliant. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because sometimes his ego will get bruised in business. Morale is a woman's business. You guys hearing this? I, I, are all the <laughs> Lee? Are you hearing? You're hearing this? Oh, I, I like this one sure. too. I like this one. Under the heading, <clears throat> don't talk. Okay. Let him relax before dinner. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Don't ask him to help yes. you fix the food. No, that's not. Don't a good ask idea. for help. <laughs> And if he offers, say, no, no, honey, no, you go relax. You've had a hard day. Uh, discuss family problems after the inner man has been satisfied. Mm -hmm. Only then. You, you Only fill then. the belly. Right. Then the jibber-jabber. <laughs> this is kind of how you'd say that. Right? If there's uh, not a game on. If there's, of course. I, that's, right, I, did I need to say that? Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, by the way, he also goes on to talk about, uh, and he had a, a book in 1951 that I know Jeffy has read called Sex, Satisfaction, and Happy Marriage. This is a book that my uh, grandfather uh, made sure that every boy in the family had. <laughs> of course. Um, I had, had more. To, this is uh, Henry Ty Tyra. This is actually a different artist, uh, art, uh, author, excuse me, because I want to make sure he gets proper credit for this one. Uh, <laughs> he said, do not ask for things uh, to the woman. This is called nagging. Thank you. Oh, <clears throat> thank you. I verily believe that the happiness of homes is destroyed more frequently by the habit of nagging than by any other one. A man may stand that you know, nagging sort of thing for a while, but uh, the chances are against it standing for it per uh, permanently. Uh, eventually, he's going to give up on you. Uh, so, uh, you know, he's going to throw your ass out. Mm -hmm. So keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Jeffy, your comments <laughs> on this uh, strategy so far. <laughs> It's good so far, right? <clears throat> uh, hello, perfect. Yeah. Okay, so far, oh so good. All right, number two. Bad cooking will drive your man to seedy saloons. Yes! It's your fault with the cooking. Jeffy? <laughs> yes, and, you know, cooking... <laughs> no, never mind. Okay. <laughs> a social service meeting, an afternoon tea, a matinee, a whatnot, is no excuse for there being no dinner ready when oh. a husband comes home from a hard day's work. Thank you. Ain't that the Thank truth? Thank you. But I had to. Don't care. Dinner. Where's it at? Right. So you're saying your wife would say, "I had, well, I had a," to, uh, and you would cut her off and say, "Don't, don't care. care. It doesn't matter what I had. No. I'm Dinner. hungry. Bring me food." I do like the idea that look. I'm sorry. I had a matinee to go to. <laughs> 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 That's a good excuse. I gotta use that here. 
Sorry, Glenn, I didn't show up for the show today. Had a matinee. Housekeeping accomplishments and cooking uh, ability are, of course, positive essentials in any true home. Every wife should take a reasonable pride in her skill. Uh, I think that's a fair... Um, yeah, 1950s uh, piece of uh, advice. I, I think so too, uh, and and fits right in. By the way, this is uh, not only uh, seven tips for keeping your man from the 1950s, but also the Republican National Committee's platform <laughs> for 2016. That's a war on women joke. <laughs> See, because because Republicans don't like women, right? Even the women don't like women. Yeah, especially the women. Yeah, I don't think they would understand that because you know it's 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 not true. Uh, advice number uh, three, piece of advice. Uh, be the hot steak, not the cheap pork. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Thank you. Jeffy, how Finally, many times? someone how many said times it. I said that? Be the hot steak, I mean, not the, the cheap pork. There are, you know, look, there are times when, you know, <laughs> you want to well, just I will have say, a little pork job. Yes, that's true. You see, you want you actually do like the yeah, cheap pork. So often, yeah. <laughs> so often you want a little pork. So you disagree. This is a point of disagreement well, with the I author. Think most of the time, you want the hot steak, but there are times when you know. <laughs> it's so true, and you so mean it. It's uncomfortable. You are, you one hundred percent mean what you're saying right now. Yeah, he does. He does. That's the beauty of it. Picture a woman preparing a fine meal for her husband. <clears throat> she remembered his choice of meat was, uh, and was careful to get an extra fine cut. Her best cutlery <clears throat> and dishes and finest linen are all in evidence, and a little color decoration has been tastefully displayed. And as he comes into the house, she greets him with a smile of welcome and a touch of manifest love. Now, say that linen was a bed sheet, the colorful little decoration was fuzzy handcuffs, and you had the privilege of being the extra fine cut of meat. Mm. What does all that equal? A husband who doesn't cheat on you. Okay? Mm. <laughs> That's what that equals. That's awesome. Um, That's how you become the hot steak, not the cheap pork. Uh, okay. Uh, then you've got, uh, don't be a sexual vampire or a frigid franny. Jeffy? Which... <laughs> Just going right to you for comments. Of course. I mean, really. You don't, sometimes you want the hot steak, sometimes you want the, the little pork. The little, the little pork chop. Um, uh, this is uh, another one of these fabulous authors from the 50s. Uh, don't go overboard. Uh, just as the vampire sucks the blood of its victims in their sleep while they are alive, so does a woman vampire suck the life and exhaust the vitality of her male oh. partner or, this is a quote, or victim. <laughs> it is uh, to be borne in mind that it is particularly older girls, girls between 30 and 50, who are apt to be unreasonable in their demands when they get married. But no age is exempt. Sexual vampires may be found among girls of 20 as, as well as women of 60 or older. Jeffy? <laughs> this feels like all of these things need comments from Jeffy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, the opposite of that, I mean, being a sexual vampire, is to be frigid. If you're one of those frigid or sexually uh, repressive women, don't be in a hurry to inform your husband about it. To the man, it makes no difference if the pleasurables of the act, whether you are frigid or not, as long as he knows that you are frigid. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. To the man, it makes no difference in the pleasurableness of the act, whether you are frigid or not. Unless he knows that you are frigid. And he won't know unless you tell him. Right. And what he doesn't know won't hurt him. 
I'm so sure. go back to the so, beginning. Honey, I'm frigid. This is the. Uh, this so is the. <clears throat> this is that. the faking it, the genesis yes. of the faking it. There's, he's basically saying, look, he doesn't know or care if you're, you're faking it, it. Yeah. but if you told him you faked it, it's, it wasn't It's good. bad, so yeah. go for it. Uh, just act like you're into it. And Jeffy, wow. you certainly know something about this. Jeez. Why? I mean, I, I don't fake it anytime. <laughs> no, I, I bet you don't. <laughs> That's not really what I was. <laughs> okay, uh, number These five. last three are absolutely priceless. Yeah, <laughs> number All five three is, of them. And that's true. <clears throat> uh, pink panties are a must. Ladies, learn this, okay? Okay. Pink How many times do I have to tell you that? are a must. Okay. Um, that underwear should be spotlessly clean goes without saying. But every woman should wear the best quality underwear that she can afford. And the color should be preferably pink. Lace and ruffles, I'm sorry to say, add to the attractiveness of underwear and are liked by the average man. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a little push for okay. a little lingerie, maybe a little uh, nice little uh, undergarments there. All right. Uh, this one I like a, a, a lot. Let him have a little fun now and then. You know, what if your man strays? Mm. What, if you, what if he does? It happens. It happens. You never know, right, You blow it off. Jeffy, Look, it doesn't mean that I don't love you. Right. That's right. <laughs> there you go. Look, he's a man. He needs it more. Am I right? Who's with me? That's no, what I mean, Dr. Robinson says. That's what Dr. Robinson says. Mm -hmm. uh, he says that, that ultimately a wife will react to infidelity as her heart dictates, but she still offer, he still offers some advice. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of this doc. But in, a, in case of an occasional lapse on the part of your husband, there's a bit of advice that may prove acceptable. Uh, forgive and forget. Or, or still better. Make believe that you know nothing. An occasional lapse from the straight path does not mean he has ceased to love you. He may love you as much. He may love you a good deal more. Right? That's a good, that's Let a good him get away with whatever he wants from time go. to time. What's going to happen? Right. And I think probably most importantly is number seven. Yeah, I like this a lot. Uh, I think this is huge. I like this a lot. Uh, Jeffy, I would definitely like your comment on this. Uh, number seven is your husband is the boss of you. Okay? <laughs> Learn it. Live it. I don't even know why that's on there. <laughs> it just, Everything before so this obvious. said this. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, it is fitting to close with a simple truism uh, from the renowned uh, eugenicist Professor B.G. Jeffress in his Searchlights of Health, the Science of Eugenics. By the way, just thought we'd point out what's happening here. You're listening to the words of progressives. You are mm -hmm. listening to the words mm -hmm. of the people Hillary Clinton identified as the foundation yeah, of her political viewpoint. Her idols, man. This is what yeah. she talked about. These people from this era, this is a eugenicist. Number one rule, reverence your husband. Thank he you. sustains uh, by <clears throat> God's you. order a position of dignity as head of family. Yes. Head of, head of the woman. Yes. Any breaking down of this order indicates a mistake <laughs> in the union or a digression from duty. <laughs> Period. I'm taking these rules home for my wife. Should we just? I don't want to bring these home and just post them, memorize them every word. If I were to just post word. these in in the house, is that how does that work? I I think you'll find it I works, works pretty right. effective. Kind of you like, know, it works really good. Yeah. <laughs> Up on the refrigerator, <laughs> it works great. <laughs> just I should just do that. See what happens. I'll give you an interesting story for tomorrow's show. <laughs> Let's give it a whirl. <laughs> Put him up on the refrigerator. <laughs> I don't know why. This show's really so cracking me up today. What? Really, you're admitting that you don't live like this? 
<laughs> Shocking, isn't it, Jeffy? Yeah. It's we tough. should explain to you uh, what the differences between the 1950s huh. and today. There are a couple. Yeah, we'll tell you during the break. There are uh, more patents do coming. Right. <laughs> yeah. See, now there's. Yeah, like the you know, people have rights. Sort of uh, individuals. They get to. Uh, yeah, I know. We're talking about women. <laughs> Back to this patent stew. Uh, welcome. Looks like Congress is trying to slow down this uh, handing over of the internet thing. Uh, Obama really wants this done by the end of the year. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. The internet is ours. Why would we turn over control of it to somebody else? We allow everybody to use, everybody to use it. We uh, we don't oppress them. We don't repress them. We don't we don't charge them a tax. I mean, what the hell? We're we're pretty. Uh, we should Benevolent. Put, those are all things we should consider, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we should consider charging them a tax for inventing yes. this stupid thing, okay? Yeah. Uh, yep. We should consider charging them. Maybe we could pay back some of our debts. Maybe we could give China a nice uh, a little tax that would slowly pay off our debt to them. How about that? Seriously, what do you think the Internet is worth? I mean... Hundreds uh, of dollars. Hundreds. Uh, not that much, right? I mean, not that much, but like I think... Tens. Tens of like dollars. dozens of dollars. <laughs> I mean, th I, it's absolutely unlimited the amount of. I mean, trillions. What, what would be? There's got to be a number of this, Jeffy. Trillions and trillions of dollars. Yeah. Well, look at the number of just the amount of commerce that goes through the internet, just in the United States. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, can you it look have that to up? be you're not, it, Natasha? Can you look that up, please? It would absolutely have to be one of the most valuable things ever invented. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be. G give me some ridiculous number of how much commerce goes through the internet. If you have worldwide, that would be great. But even just the United States. I mean, uh, that number's going to be incredible. Astronomical. And, and that's, you know, uh, I mean, oh, globally, it's got to be, uh, you know, I mean, and, and you're talking about that's just a, a year of the, the money that goes through there. What does the actual whole thing, what is it worth? I mean, it's, it's, it's probably the most, you know, most expensive commodity. thing in the world, yeah. <laughs> for lack of a better term. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it probably is. Yeah. Or would be. And what do we get it, from it? Nothing. We're actually giving it away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're just saying here, okay, you guys go ahead and take it and, and tax us. And e that's what's going to happen is that they will, they will, uh, they will apply taxes uh, to Internet commerce. And then, you know, it's going to hurt it. It will hurt it. Um, who knows what else they might do? I, I, I mean, I shudder to think uh, when these uh, oppressive regimes get their mitts on the Internet, what, what they can do to it. Well, it, you've seen, I mean, you know, uh, what was it? it was Egypt, wasn't it Egypt, that, where they yeah. just turned it off? Eh, just shut yeah. that one off. Uh, Mubarak just was like, ah, you guys don't need this. And they just turned it off. Now, that did cost him his gig, I will say. It was partially, uh, it, did. it was at least part of the reason it cost him his gig. And people don't like that. When you turn the Internet off, they kind of get, they tend to be a little, uh, uh, they're not too happy about it. They want to they do their tweeting. Uh, let them get on Facebook. Uh, you know, let them get on the, uh, what is it called, Jeffy, the Friendster, the MySpace, all these sites the kids are using today. Uh, let them get on there because they, when they can't get on there, man, they get pissed. They really do. Don't you take get on the there. Friendster away from them. <laughs> Don't do do not take the Friendster away. <clears throat> Don't do it. 
<laughs> How did Friendster fail? Do we ever look at that? <laughs> I don't understand. It was big for like a day, and then it was. And then there was MySpace. But uh, the new one is uh, you, you got Snapchat and the Periscope, which we've been doing. If we're on Periscope, by the way. Uh, you can go to search for uh, Pat and Stu. Just one of the most obnoxious things to ever happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell people to sign up for it. You're saying it's the most obnoxious thing that's ever happened. It is obnoxious. It's one of the most obnoxious things but, to ever happen. You're, I mean, it's cool, but it's... it's uh, people it, are walking around broadcasting you all day without any notice, without any, hey, uh, do you mind? It's just like not in even, your face all the time. Not even, hey, do you mind? You, it, it was... Did we talk about this yesterday, Jeffy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat, you weren't here. Um, it was... It well, we talked about it yesterday on the show. Or was it today on the show? I don't freaking remember now. I don't either. Because somebody came in during the show and was periscoping. Right, yeah, that's right. During a break. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about it, I think, on, I think it was on Pat's show. I'm losing track of all these shows, obviously. We did. You and I talked about it yesterday, but though, I, on this show. What is the... Remember the rule, like, every fat guy... That's on local news, and they want to show, people are overweight. Here's one of them now, just rum rumbling down the street. Look at this fat ass. And then they just they just blur his face. Right. Right? It's yeah, like that covered. Because they didn't get his permission. They didn't get his permission. Yet yeah. you can go on Periscope and freaking just broadcast, cut yes. live broadcast of whatever yes. the hell you want, of whoever you want, with no releases, no permission. Yeah. If we call somebody on the radio, mm -hmm. we have to say, hi, we're calling for the Gladback Radio Program. We would like to put your voice on the air. Is do we have your permission to do that? You have to do that mm -hmm. just to get our voice on the air. But anybody who wants to can walk in here and start broadcasting us on Periscope. I hate it. I, like how Stupid. can? I guess is it one of those things where that's legal because it's new technology, or it's just Must that be. no one's dealing with and it? And because the internet is just so free. It's just so free and open, and nobody yeah. messes and with it. And look, but yeah, exactly. It's going to be fixed. It's, it's going to be fixed, and, to be. and it's not going to be good. No. I, I, you know, as much as I, this is no. problematic, I would still lean right. on the side of Me not too. passing new laws to Me too. to do it. You know, there's obviously some laws that this, I feel like this would be covered. When it talks about when you talk about broadcasting someone's likeness without their permission, that's something that's covered by not not a new law that needs to start, but a law that already exists. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just like you know. But I guess, like, you can go and film people in public places, um, but it's, not, it's different than a broadcast, right? Like, it, taking a picture for your own per, uh, personal use is different than a broadcast. And I think that's what people lose about social networking is all it is is the job that we're doing at a different scale. We, this, when, I, when I grew up, I wanted to get into broadcasting. I wanted to get into radio. I wanted to get mainly radio and talk radio. Um, and... I, I, you know, I wanted to do that, and I wanted to do sports or you know news talk radio. And so you get into that, and your idea is at some point you're talking on a, a medium in which you know there's a lot of people out there to to talk to and to interact with. It's kind of a cool thing. Mm -hmm. Well, now everybody has that. That's just social networks. When you're taking a picture and you're posting it, it's everybody's dream. Back when they were kids, if they wanted to be a photographer, it was they would take a picture and then a lot of people would see it. That's what everybody has now. Mm -hmm. But those rules don't seem to apply if you're posting it on Twitter or you're on Periscope or you're on Instagram, where the rules would apply if, you, if we were showing those pictures. You know, th those same rules theoretically should apply. I just imagine it's just too much work. They're just like, well, we can't. What are we going to do? Freaking prosecute every single person who turns on their Periscope? I, I just, it's, yeah. it's overwhelming. It is. So yeah. I just, you just, I, I mean, I'd rather not have the government get involved and get all, yes. you know, dozens of new laws to try to correct the problem. Especially but it, when it's it the UN bizarre. or some governing body from the UN. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine how crappy that's going to be? So Republicans are really up in arms over it. 
And I, I didn't even know that they were uh, trying to do anything with that, that they were trying to get in, into the middle of the turnover of the Internet. But fortunately, they are, which is something that we haven't really pressed anybody on when we've talked to them, which we should. Mm -hmm. You know, when we talk to Scott Walker or Marco Rubio or in, any of these candidates, Ted Cruz, we, we should be telling them, stop the handover of the Internet to, to some global body. Yeah. Uh, Cruz, I know, has spoken out about it a little bit, um, but it, it's something that we should totally uh, go after on it because it's really yeah, important. Why give important. up an asset like that? It's really important. You know, I, it's you know what people are like. Well, it's actually everybody's. No, it's not. No. Okay, everybody can come up with their own internet if everybody wants it. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's something that uh, was it was it's created. Everybody's. Where the hell does that come from? Oh, that's a big thing. Everybody. Well, that was a, Shut up. a big part of the net neutrality argument. I mean, we let everybody use it, but it's not everybody's. Yeah. Well, that's part of the net neutrality argument. It's not even the United States. It's just people. It's part of us. It's everybody's. It's a free and open Internet. And I'm like, look, we all want it to be free and open, which is weird that you're arguing for that, progressives, because you don't want anything else to be free and open. You don't want markets mm -hmm. to be free and open, certainly. That's you don't sure. want trade to be free and open, <clears throat> certainly not. But let's get all fired up about the Internet being free and open, which it already is, by the way. I mean, mm -hmm. You can do pretty much anything you want on it. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, that shows you how well that works. I, I, it, but there's still ownership. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with, with us saying, hey, look, it, it came from us. We're going to make sure we, we you know, we're going to yeah. keep our little controls on it. Yeah. You know, I mean, and you can always do stuff. China can still ban people in their own freaking country from and they using do. you, and they do things all the time. North Korea can still not have any lights. Yeah. And they do. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as control goes, it, look, let it all come through here. I think what, part of the pushback on this is that everybody realizes we've been spying on everyone so much, and people in other countries are like, wait a minute, all of our communications are going through the United States, or many of them are. It's obviously more than any place else. Um, so that's an issue for them, but mm. I don't really care about them uh, <laughs> at all. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But I mean, it is an issue. I can see that they, you know, yeah. would be fired up about. I, I just I, it, look. There's a cost-benefit analysis here. Why would we give it up? Right. You know what? Maybe we can that's correct right. our practices if we're doing things that are wrong. I'm, I'm fully on board with that. Certainly with American citizens more than anything look, else. But we'll, we'll put up a suggestion box. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. We'll put up an internet suggestion box for the rest of the world, and we'll look at it from time to time. Mm -hmm. I mean, we'll, we're we'll, not going to look at it. Look at it. I mean, no. But but we'll have we'll have people who go through and delete the messages regularly, yeah. and we'll allow you to put your cute little messages in it for yeah. a little while. Yeah, we'll make you we feel like it. it's being addressed. Okay, more patents too coming up. Retail sales online. Do you know? Yeah. Okay. Looks like about three hundred billion dollars in the United States. Three hundred billion. U.S. alone. Yep. Retail sales online worldwide one point three trillion. One point three trillion dollars a year. Wow. That, that's just. I mean, it's going up by, uh, you know, and that's fourteen, just, fifteen percent <clears throat> a year still. 
that's just sales too. Yeah. That doesn't even account for yeah. the, the the value that it brings to everybody's lives. Right. Like what would it, immense? Yeah. yeah. Like all the you know the, the value of people going to websites and you know not selling anything. I mean. Right. And, and think all about the information at your disposal. It's just amazing. I mean, what do they normally sell things for? Like if you were a company, you get sold for twenty or thirty times earnings, right? So if yeah. you just say, uh, you know. 1.3 trillion times, times 20. I mean, 20. let's just be crazy and throw that out there. You're at, you know, 26, 23, 26 trillion dollars. Uh, and that's really not even close to what it's worth. No. I mean, it's worth more than all the money in the world, most likely. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how that's possible, but it probably is. A hundred trillion, maybe? Yeah. Uh, it's really amazing. I'd pick it up right now. I'll, I'll give you 20 trillion for it right now. Right now. I'll give you 20 trillion for it now. Will you take that offer? Yes. <laughs> I, I owe you. I, I owe you. I'm yeah, gonna have to. After, I'll write it down. You're gonna have to have payment by the end of the break here, though. So. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Yeah. I have a loan with. shark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, eight things liberals want to ban. Um, eight of the things. Eight that liber- of yeah, them. <laughs> this yeah, is because they say eight things, this. but there's way more than this. But let's give the eight because these are great. Uh, number one. Happy Meal Toys. California, Santa Clara, and uh, San Francisco counties passed separate ordinances in 2010, preventing restaurants from offering toys. I remember this. Uh, to kids in conjunction with unhealthful food and beverage choices. This, this included meals of 600 calories or more uh, that didn't include enough fruits and vegetables. <laughs> so the Happy Meal Ordinance was easily passed by an 8-3 to three vote. McDonald's responded by announcing that they would start charging 10 cents. For toys in the Happy Meals, mm. so so they can't give it away, but they can yeah. charge ten cents. Have uh, you ever? Uh, when's the last time you bought a Happy Meal, mm. Pat? Um, or seen been in a place where where a Happy Meal has been purchased? I mean, Jeff, you have recently, kids, so yeah, you, sure. you would recently. Been a while. Been a while, right? Long time. Um, I occasionally will buy a Happy Meal for for the kids. Uh, have you seen the size of the fries they get? Yeah, no. the little fries. It's like a shot glass of fries yeah. at this point. It's sad. Is it really? Yeah, it's not a small fry. Remember, it used to be a small fry. The same uh-huh, small right. fry, when you'd say small fry, they'd give you the small fry in the little bag. It's the Happy Meal fry. It's now it's a Happy Meal fry, and it's like this little, it's little like, cup. If you were to take one, you know the cone cups at a water cooler? Uh, if you had one of those, it was about half the size, and you put fries in it. This is about how many fries they give these That's kids. That's healthy crap. Yeah, well, it's yeah, healthy crap. You get to choose between they, apples yeah. or yogurt. And, well, then they'll give you apples and yogurt, too, so they, you, they get an extra thing. So instead of getting, like, burger, fries, drink, you get burger, smaller fries, apples, drink. Mm. Um, which, I mean, look, it's, you know, like, the kids, do they need more fries? Probably not. Uh, but it's an amazing thing that they do. And it just it just it just happened. Like they always complain about this with um, with sizes getting bigger. They did that thing with you know supersize me. Like these sizes just get bigger and bigger, and we don't even notice them getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, the reverse happens too. A I mean, they, we complain about it with ice cream all the time, where there's no, the half gallon. It's only Bluebell, which uh, you know they've had their own separate series of issues lately. But like you know, they put it's still a freaking half gallon. Right. It's still a half gallon of ice cream, and that's what it used to be. And now it's you know it's like well, it's half gallon minus twenty twenty five percent. Yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah, it does. What's good is that they drop the price equally. No, they do not. That well, it, yeah, they're far too smart. That would have been good had they done that. Mm-hmm. But However, they, did. they didn't. In some cases, they even raised the price and cut the size. Yes, they did. <sighs> Pathetic. Uh, sugary drinks, you know this one. Uh, this is basically the bane of my existence. Michael Bloomberg uh, wanted to s- limit the sale of sugary beverages to 16 ounces. Um, 
he, there's never been a person who's been more humiliated <clears throat> than him in that effort. Um, it was a, dis- a pathetic mm-hmm. shootdown of his horrible True. ideas. True. Uh, and he lost all really bad in that one. In fact, yeah, his, own, his own allies turned on him in that one because 60%, 70% of the American, even New Yorkers were like, that. what? <laughs> get, true. get out of my <clears throat> life. <clears throat> Another thing they want to ban is plastic bags. This drives me out of my mind. Just give me the plastic and shut your mouth. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, grocery stores now, and in San Francisco they banned them. Dallas they banned too. The, and, and you have to pay a tax or a fee or something yeah. to to get them. And, and in every other place, pretty much, yeah, especially anything that's sort of environmentally conscious, it's like, uh, would you like plastic? Would you like paper? No, I don't want paper. Your stupid little handles break. Mm-hmm. If I put anything heavy in there, I want plastic. Yeah, if you want to give me a paper bag, fine, but make it so it doesn't break. Right. Put a plastic bag inside. Yeah, yeah. put a plastic bag. Um, uh, or we'll give you a, we have a bag made out of yarn. You want the yarn bag? Yeah. No. no. I'm never, no. I, I'm not I don't going. want the cloth. No. I don't want the yarn. I don't want the paper. Give me the plastic! I'm not remembering to, like, homework to bring in a freaking cloth <laughs> bag to your store. I'm not going to do it. My wife does it. I'm not going to Never. Never not. will I do that. Never. Not you hear me? That. Never. Never. Yeah. Um, we have, these are actually really great. We can they even come good. back to this. We'll do it in a second. 888 back is the phone number. It's the Pat Stu Show. And also this junkie there. That guy right there. The larger one you see is over, overweight. Yeah, well, definitely. I'd say that. Uh, they're still fighting over. Before the break, we were talking about uh, eight of the things that liberals are, are uh, banning. And uh, they, they do enjoy banning things. They do. We already went over Happy Meal toys, sugary drinks, and plastic bags. Yes. Uh, but there, of course, is much more to this list. There's more. Uh, for instance, bottled water. They'd like to get rid of that as well. Mm-hmm. Now, it, wasn't water the big thing we were supposed to drink? And, and they were pushing that on us, and it was like drink eight ounces a day or... 52 ounces a day or 175 ounces, whatever it was, 12 gallons a day. It and was so, 12 gallons a day, 12 times a day. So finally, <laughs> you, you get a, a, the means by which you can drink water all the time, and now they want to ban the bottled water. Um, in San Francisco, where this always begins, the Board of Supervi- Supervisors approved a measure that bans the sale of bottled water at events held on city property. And I, I, is that just the, it's the plastic bottle thing, right? Uh, yeah, it is. It's funny, though, because really, bottled water never would have taken off in this country if it wasn't for granola hippie liberals. Oh, right? Yeah, for like, sure. I, that, they were the ones, they yeah. were early adopters on this one. And, and look, can everyone can do something right in their life. Uh, and this is where they, what they've done right, which is I like bottled water. I like having it. I like that it's available. I like that I can grab it whenever I want. I can bring it wherever mm-hmm. I want. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually, I'm really happy it's around. And, of course, that means now it's time for them to want to ban it. Uh, because now that they look, they stumbled upon a good idea, and uh, and uh, well, you know, because this back in the day it was conservatives saying, bottled water. I'm not going to pay for bottled water. How dare you? And look, there's some sense to that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I, I actually like it. I like the bottled water. I'm a fan I do too. 
And uh, so I'm glad it's here. And, of course, that's why they want to take it away from us, which is the yes. way it works. Indeed. Uh, number five on the list uh, from the Washington Times is goldfish. Liberals want to ban goldfish? Yes. What? San Francisco Animal Control and Welfare Commission proposed a ban on selling goldfish to prevent their inhumane suffering. 2011, a commission member, uh, Philip Jerry, proposed the Humane Pet Acquisition Proposal, which included small pets and fish, said that most fish in aquariums are either mass-bred under inhumane conditions or taken from the wild, leading to devastation of tropical fish from places like uh, Southeast Asia. Hmm. Um, uh, it was correctly predicted by a supervisor there as an idea that will end up in the dustbin of history and go absolutely nowhere. So it's, like, it's like the ban that the Whole Foods guy did. Look, the Whole Foods guy, he, he, he makes some sense on some things and some other things uh, not as much. Look at the CEO of yeah. Whole Foods. Well, I forget um, what his name is. Yeah, he's a, he's a libertarian. Um, kind of. Uh, yeah. But he's a I granola libertarian. Yeah. You know, so I guess kind of mean. a liberal libertarian, sort of. Uh, but he, uh, there was a big deal a few years ago when I was in Houston where he wanted to, uh, uh, he decided that, that Whole Foods would no longer carry uh, live lobster. Why? Because he could not ensure the comfort of the lobster uh, being delivered. Um, I, can, I can assure you that. You know they're going to be boiled alive and eaten, right? right? There's not going to be mean, any comfort a, The there. comfort then mm -hmm. is zero. I, I guarantee say. you the comfort level is zero or probably <laughs> a negative level for the lobster at that point. Look, because so. you, <laughs> you can argue that. Uh, Stupid. Uh, you could argue that, like, you know. Uh, obviously, I, if you watch the show, you know that I'm a vegetarian. But, you know, it's like, you know, you can argue whether, well, is it a good thing that, you know, we eat meat or whatever. You have those arguments. We act as if we despise lobsters. This is like, it's like, a, it's like a, the big, it's like communists in the 50s. We hate these creatures. We boil them alive. Yeah, it's because unbelievable. It well, I mean, that okay. may be the case. Right. But it is an unbelievable thing that we do. How anyone, it it, it who, anyone who it's sells lobsters. It's, it's ugly. And I don't like, like doing it. Right. Like, it's one thing to recognize uh, that uh, you don't think that the lobster thing is a good idea mm -hmm. and stop selling them. But to act as if the issue is right. their comfort on I the know. way to the store. I know. That drove me out of <laughs> It's very mind. bizarre. It drove me out of my mind. And I will say, I, you know, I have some issues with cooking lobster alive. I, 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 it's, it's not pleasant. Don't get me started on the lobster thing. You don't want that to happen again. Really? Uh, yeah. I, no, I, I that actually one, do. That one I find. It's, it's completely nuts. Uh-oh. It's completely insane. We take these creatures <laughs> and throw them in boiling water. Right. And then right. they make lots of noise as they scream. Uh, they don't scream. They scream. Well, a, they don't have vocal cords. <laughs> uh, B, they don't have a brain center big enough to allow them to uh, That's all the justification. Help me! All I will say I'm is... It's one thing. It's I'm turning red right now. <laughs> there are noises made though when they're dropped in the water. Yes, very real there noises. Not noises, noises made. made. Oh, yeah. not, oh my gosh, it sounds like trumpets in the sky. <laughs> it does sound like trumpets in the sky. It's a shofar. And it's if you think, and if you it, think that they don't feel it. Now, I, I, they I'm, I'm well, kind of half on Stu's side here. I mean, I don't know how we know this. Come on, they supposedly the pan, don't feel it. it that's, if, no, that's of course, no. what, we, what we say. But if you well, put them in the pans have... and turn on the heat, if you put them in the pans and the yeah. water isn't boiling, you set them in the water, turn on the fire. Yeah. They crawl out when yes! the water starts getting hot, of so they've got to feel it. Of course what? they do. Yes. No. Yes. yes. Uh, and, no. and look, we, yes. Treat, we treat lobsters as if we are uh, uh, Liam Neeson they in a They don't have movie. a central nervous system. 
The water has to be boiling to cook them. Lobster don't have a central nervous system. <laughs> they don't feel pain. Come oh on. Oh, my gosh. Are You've you got to have a central it? nervous system to feel some pain. They don't have that. You they don't have that. That's why we feel it's okay to boil them alive. We, uh, we I don't act like as it. if. You're right. It's an icky process. But damn, do they taste good. We act as if uh, the lobsters <laughs> stole our one. daughter on a trip to Europe and yes. we're going to hunt them down and kill them. It's, it's not even a, it's not a, hey, this tastes good. We should eat it. You it's a sadistic process. Of course they can feel it's it. As they cannot it's feel as it. as if we should yes, torture them. Look it up. Look it up and see if they have a central nervous system. And I'm like, just telling and, you, if you put them in cold water and turn mm -hmm. on the heat, they crawl out. When it starts getting warm. Don't, they crawl all over the place whenever they can. What do you mean? It's not because, oh, I'm starting to feel a little bit hot in here. I think I'm going to crawl to safety right now. So That's you put them in thinking. like, so you take a live lobster, uh, toss them in a barbecue grill and shut the door. It's okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think, I'm telling you, we despise these creatures. Again, I don't like doing it, and that's why I've only why? done it a few times. I if like you if it. you believed what you're if saying, I buy you would lobster, not care. It's usually not live. If you believed this, you would not care. There's no reason to care no, if they so can't it's feel anything. If you buy lobster, it's, it's already been murdered, is what you're saying. Usually, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, at least there's that. Look, again, I, you know, I'm a weirdo on this stuff. I understand it. But it's like, you know, at least, obviously, you're hunting. You, you, have, a, you have a situation where you're saying, okay, you know, you're, you're trying to be take a, you know, an animal down humanely, and we have all these th terms that we use. There's none of that with lobster. Right. It's just like the, I want these damn things to suffer. I want them to suffer in boiling water. It's a weird stance. I mean, there are other, there, you know, there are, it's a weird stance. I will just say that. And it, for some reason, liberals don't care about banning that, typically. It, it's, it, we have The one example we have is the libertarian guy doing it. And even that's not really a ban of it. Right. It's, I, not. it's just a weird one. It's a weird one. Yeah, I, I grant you that. I grant you that. Right. Uh, Robert Elwood has been working with crab and prawn mm -hmm. for the better part of three decades. And... Mm -hmm. Uh, he was confronted with a question about whether that where whether they have pain receptors. Mm -hmm. Okay, and he says it was the first time he'd ever considered the question. So, he, <laughs> so again, this makes the point. He didn't, he's been working with them for decades. He didn't even consider think whether of, they might feel pain. Think of the level of strangeness that is. That is weird. We're, we regularly throw these guys in boiling uh, water, and no one had considered whether they feel it or not. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, um, although some people are horrified by the idea of cooking lobster alive or the practice of tearing claws from live crabs. That's also sadistic. <laughs> yes. Before tossing them back into the sea, such views are based on a hunch. We know very little about whether these animals or invertebrates in general actually suffer. I mean, again, uh, say, this, uh, according it, to the Lobster Institute in Maine, yeah, they may well, say, of course, the according to the Lobster, lobster Institute. Institute, according to the Tobacco Institute, <laughs> we, we, went to PETA. we went to PETA for the answers. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> straight down the middle news network. We went to PETA for the answers on live lobster and whether they feel pain. Jeffy. <laughs> Again, if we know very little, let's just say this is true. We know very little. Did God just decide this one creature is like, ah, you know what, them? They could just be boiled. It's fine. They're not going to feel anything. Don't worry about it. No pain for you and you and you, and that's it. Everyone else gets it, but not you guys. It seems improbable. Well, he, did put, a, he put them here to eat. I will say that. God put them on the earth for us to eat.
<laughs> now there's a now way to cook it, them like, humanely. Yes, there's there's a way look, that you uh, can kill it. That's a different boils. argument, there and I would make it a different, different day. But, what? There is a way that you can kill it before boiling it. So then you're, you know, that at least seems rational. How do you kill it before boiling? It, it? looks like you slice that knife right down the top through the top of their skull, which yeah, I'm, sure they don't feel, that. which I'm sure they don't feel. <laughs> They won't feel after that, for sure. I will say that. They will not feel after that, for sure. What if I poke sure. with a pickle fork for about three days? No, they... <laughs> yeah, hang them upside down and just poke it with a toothpick right in the soft carefully flesh. Carefully making sure it lives each time. That, I'm waiting for a restaurant to, uh, to open up with that, with that policy. We will torture that damn lobster. Just <laughs> you... for you. Oh, man. All right. Another thing they want to ban, these uh, rotten liberals, uh, mm -hmm. West Virginia State Delegate wanted to put an end to Barbie. Uh, Jeff Eldridge, Democrat Delegate of Lincoln County, proposed House Bill 2918 in 2009, banning the sale of Barbie dolls and other dolls that influence girls to be beautiful. Yeah, because you don't want your girls to be beautiful. No. Don't. No. Don't influence them to be beautiful. That's absolutely wrong. In fact, don't encourage them to be a girl. No. No. Right. In fact, girls aren't even a thing. No, it's true. Gender neutral. Mm -hmm. We're looking for gender non-specificity. Don't, don't get specific. With gender and me. Uh, all right, there's more. Uh, candles. In 2011, a Democrat in the, in the Nevada Assembly, Assembly tried to ban candles and air fresheners. Uh, it was called uh, AB 234, prohibited the use of any candle or air additive, including air fragrance, air freshener, or potpourri in any area of uh, public accommodation which is open to the public, as opposed to areas of public accommodation that are not open to the public, mm -hmm. which is, doesn't seem extraordinarily public. Uh, uh, Ain, uh, Aisley said he was concerned for those who are chemically sensitive. So uh, I guess I mean I would say I have a sensitive. I do too. Uh, My wife is one of those chemically sensitive, sensitive smell. Like that. And yeah. I, like I can't stand it when people wear. Yeah. Just you know, it smells like they've marinated overnight in perfume. Right. Right. And then they they waltz through uh, a restaurant and and the scent of their perfume flavors your food. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like it, it's that heavy a thing, I, and it just it makes me almost nauseous. Um, but I would never be for some ban, a, a ban on yeah. on candles because somebody's chemically sensitive. Stupid. Stupid. But this is what they do. Uh, and then Texas Representative Sheila Jackson Lee took to the House floor to uh, propose banning the word welfare from the lexicon. Uh, using the 50th anniversary of President Lyndon Johnson's war on poverty, she said maybe the word welfare should be changed to something of a transitional living fund for that is what it is for people oh to God. be able to live. <laughs> That's what it was designed to be. But people like Sheila Jackson Lee made sure it was a lifetime sentence. Uh, that, wow, for, for her of all people to get up and say that is just unbelievable. Mm. Unbelievable. 888-727-BECK. Uh, now, would you say <clears throat> it would be constitutional? To ban a word that appears in the Constitution. <laughs> I mean, my guess is going to be not only no. would it violate the First Amendment, but mm. I don't think you because then it would just say uh, for the common defense in general of the United States. Yeah, that wouldn't make much sense. Well, keep in mind. Uh, can we get a close up of her? This is the woman who went to NASA because it's it's uh, it's either in her district or, or next door, and while there. Asked them uh, at NASA if you could still see the American flag waving on Mars. 
Nah, the wind blew it down. Yeah, the wind, the wind blew it down. The <laughs> wind blew it down, honey. More patents to coming up. <laughs> Feed brings up a good point, too. The same people that are upset over lobsters and goldfish, but not abortion. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Thank what you. Boiling the, the babies. Would that be? Are we okay with that? They're on the It's a woman's right to they choose. They don't feel pain. Woman's right to choose. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stewart. Or the the discussion continues on uh, on lobster treatment and it all does? crustaceans. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, our manager uh, over here, floor manager uh, uh, Chance, just brought up that he heard of some study where uh, crabs were given two places to live. Right? Is that right? And one of them they sent electric shock into it. And after a couple of days, the crab left the electric shock house and went to the other place. <laughs> wow, what a sh stunning surprise. Conclusive I was going to say shocking, <clears throat> but I was going to... Conclusive proof. Yeah. Now, I don't know. Could it have been just a vibration they felt? I don't Maybe. Uh, could have been how, severe pain. How, how far do we have to I mean, to does it take two days to get your ass out of there and go somewhere else? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if I'm being hurt, I'm going to get up and leave now. That shows how stupid they are. Crabs. Tear their claws off. Throw them back in the ocean. <laughs> Crabs that initially chose the shocking shelter began opting for the zapless shelter. Yeah, I, See? I would think so. Um, I, yeah. I, another one comes in I, I, uh, on Twitter, at Pat and Stu, by the way. Uh, I've gr I've grilled live prawns. They twitch a little, but they sure are delicious. <laughs> Nobody this cares. Is, this is psychotic. Nobody psychotic cares. Psychotic behavior. Twitch a little. It's out of a, like if you were in the movie Saw, uh, you'd say these things. Uh, yeah. I've grilled live humans before. They do twitch a little, but they're delicious. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I understand yeah. that there's a there's a difference there, but it is a it's an odd mm -hmm. thing from a a, a, a society that it generally is. does frown upon cruelty um, yeah. to to animals, uh, even if you want to eat them. I mean, like you know, we talk. Yeah. I mean, you see the the lengths that oh someone gosh. like a, um, uh, a Ted Nugent goes to 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 talk about how, how the respect he gives to the animal he's as hated. he's doing this, and and you know he does what's that? And he's hated for it. And he's hated for it. Yet lobsters, you're just like ah, just throw them in that really three hundred degree water. Let's see what happens. Oh, look at that funny noise they're making. Oh, but they taste good. It's just a weird. It's weird. It's a weird stance. It is. There's a few of those that you do, but that one, the lobster one to me is the most psychotic one because it's like we enjoy the pain on that one. We're just like ah, that's this is fun. Listen to this. <laughs> and I think it's they're I creepy. I've never heard anything. Are you serious? Uh, You've you never heard that before? Heard oh, yeah. I, I, every single time I've ever seen this happen. There's a whistling that. through the claws or something. I, I, well, it could just be it could going just, through the claws. It could just right, be as their flesh uh, is <laughs> yes, turning from is. live to dead. <laughs> 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 and the extraordinary heat. <laughs> Come on, it is—it's uh, from horror film. And I think because honestly, they're just—they're ugly, creepy creatures. Yeah, they are. Uh, and but we just don't man, give a crap because good. they're ugly and creepy. It tastes good, but they taste good. So there you go. But where's the lobster? Why don't we have lobster? That's a great this? question. 
Where's the oh hot, drawn, hot drawn butter? Was it a surprise we were going to do this story? No. No. Yeah, well, it was, it was kind of a surprise we got into lobster talk, I will say. It was a, I don't care. It was We've been talking about it now for 15 lobster, minutes. Lobster what was liberals not, wanted to ban. Yeah, but not lobster. We, we went off on a tangent to got, got to but, lobster. Well, you've got the goldfish. What else were you going to go to? Did you want to eat goldfish, too? Actually, I thought that's what they were talking about. But the, the cheesy the, goldfish the is what I thought, too. There you go. Let's go to Ross real quick. Ross in Ohio. Hi, you're on Patents, too. Hey, Ross. Yeah, we lost there? Ross. Hello, we lost Ross. Him. We lost him. Uh, we were just getting to know him, and we lost oh, him. No. <laughs> He's gone. Sad. He's gone. Um, it's too bad. Uh, all right. Let's so the... finally on Friday, the uh, truth came out the, about uh, NBC President uh, Phil Griffin and his meeting with Ed Schultz the first time. Oh, Apparently, I was so I was on the edge of my seat yeah, waiting for that too. news to come out, too. Uh, you and me both, my <laughs> oh, friend. Oh, my gosh. Uh, he did not see Ed Schultz ask President Obama a question at his first press conference. And why is that? Because Ed Schultz did not ask President Obama a question. Now, I, I guess the big deal was he was actually, he was there in the front row, uh, but, um, he, but he did not ask a question. Is that right? He was? Yeah. Yeah. He, he was actually at the news conference. He's at the White House press conference. He was in the press corps. He was in the front row. But he didn't get to ask a question. That's my understanding, anyway. Um, and then, and then, because he didn't ask a question, then Schultz got all blustery and, and tried to say how, what good friends, close personal friends, he and uh, President Obama are. So uh, it was kind of a weird. I, I don't know if Griffin thought he heard a question, or if he just made it up, or yeah, why you would do that. It also shows like how like these yep. big decisions that affect people's like lives and viewing choices and everything. It's like how dumb they are. This, it, even if it was true that he asked a question, that's not a reason to hire this idiot. You've got mm -hmm. a buffoon you're putting on the air every night. Mm -hmm. And you know, because he was in the front row of a of a press conference, you give him a job. Well, I mean, he has rewarded Phil Griffin with stellar ratings. That's the good. It's thing. true. That's that's unfair. the good thing. For instance. Uh, ratings for MSNBC's The Ed Show continue to fall. Wait, wait. Am I reading that That's right? Got, that can't be right. A L L. Huh. Continue to fall, and Thursday saw a new low for the 5 p.m. program. <laughs> Did you see the number on this? It's unbelievable. Did you see the number? I, I, this is like Al Jazeera numbers. Mm -hmm. This is like local affiliate in Des Moines, Iowa numbers. Mm -hmm. 25,000 viewers mm -hmm. wow. in 25 to 54 demo. Oh, my gosh. 25,000! Whatever they're paying what? him. What? I mean... Oh, my gosh. Whatever they're paying him is 100% too much. It is time to promote him to weekends again. <laughs> I mean, he wow. got more than doubled by Al Sharpton, who only put up 57,000 people, which is That's horrifically awful as well. Really bad. Um, really bad. Yeah, it is amazing. I mean, I mean, every cable network has them on Every box, right? If, I mean, that's part of the deal. Yeah, 95 yes. homes or 95 yes. homes. Yeah, they're everywhere. Holy crap. Um, if, okay, if you're on TV in Helena, Montana, 25,000 is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. You probably got a 50 share of the market. Mm -hmm. 25,000 nationwide is like, wow. How do you, seriously, how do you even have a job? How do you even have a job? I think that one might be corrected. It they, probably can, they can still do something on that one. It probably will. I mean, none of the numbers are good. I mean, you know, look at this. Wow. I can. I mean, you know, we did cable news. You may be watching us, but we're at. You know, we're only in eight million homes, so we're not in a. We're not even rated. 
right? Because we're yeah. just a little startup network. But we um, have more than that. But uh, yeah, well, certainly <clears throat> more than that when you, when you go online. <laughs> um, but so go to uh, so look at these ratings for a second. This this is amazing. Can we show this full screen, please? Um, this is uh, these numbers. I can't ex describe to you how bad they are across the board. Uh, mm. Twenty-five thousand for Schultz, fifty-seven for Sharpton, one hundred and three for Matthews is horrible. Hayes one fifteen horrible. Maddow their star one forty-seven. That's a horrible number. I, I don't know how to describe to you how bad that is for MSNBC. <laughs> when we were at uh, when we were at CNN headline news, we were destroying those numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Larry O'Donnell. And getting vilified for it, really. Yeah. Uh, uh, Larry O'Donnell at 111. Chris Hayes at 35. That's a rerun. Um, but, I mean, now cross over to CNN. Again, same thing, 95,000, 145 for Blitzer, 163 Burnett, 183. Mike Rowe, 156. But, of course, his show is, I don't even know if that's a new episode or not. But, um, you know, Mike Rowe does, does you know, really well, uh, typically. Uh, on that show, but of course, it's I don't know you know what the situation was that night. Uh, uh, tonight, one thirty, Cooper one twenty seven. So the average of one fifty eight. Again, we beat one fifty eight every night on headline news in the Nebo. Let alone uh, Fox. Let alone when we were on Fox. And then and you go even to, go to go Fox. To Fox these and numbers it's bad. are are it's bad. bad. And this is what Glenn has talked about for a long time. I mean, even you know. Uh, I mean, they double and triple everybody else. Yeah, and again, beat everybody else combined. But sure. still, the numbers are way down. Way way down. I mean, you know, the, the five is the show that we <clears throat> took that took over for us. If we put up two forty five in a night, we would oh, be. Oh, they would have canceled the oh, show. We would have been suicidal. What happened? And it's not like that's not to bash the five at all. It's just that they they. The, the cable news numbers are going down and down and down and down. And Glenn has talked about this how many times uh, that, you know, you know, people don't want the same two box political sort of thing going on anymore. They're sick of it. And I mean, you look at this and with the exception of a couple big personalities, O'Reilly, uh, Megan Kelly, Hannity certainly has decent numbers as well. There, but there's not like there's no there's nothing left there. I mean, MSNBC, honestly, with those numbers, you just shut it down. That's not even saying I'm not even saying that because they're liberal. That's just incredibly embarrassing. Look at that. The, OK, Chris Hayes, who, you know, not exactly uh, not exactly Walter Cronkite. He's OK. Though. Oh, he's fine. I mean, he's fine. Out of their lineup, he's a highlight. <laughs> yeah. He does thirty five thousand in his rerun at 11 p.m. Yeah. Beating Schultz. Wow. <laughs> At five o'clock. Wow. His original show. Yeah. That's amazing that's stuff. That's bad. It's amazing. Wow. That's really amazing. I mean, that's uh, seriously. I, I, it's. I, I mean, being not being someone who's in the industry, and I mean, we had several years of obsessing over these numbers every single night. I looked at them every single night when yeah. they come out. Yeah. Uh, for years, and like to look at it now, it's like, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, you know. I remember, you know, in the demo pulling <clears throat> seven hundred and thinking. Do better than this. Yeah, I mean that's and seven hundred would be a good number. Seven hundred was huge. So, and and uh, I, but that was, you know, heck, that was going up against uh, you know Hannity and O'Reilly that were stronger than, you know, stronger than that mm -hmm. at oh, the time. O'Reilly so, was doing over a million in the demo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm saying, look now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, look, you might you could say there's there's excuses for this. This happens sometimes. Partially, it's because news cycles go up and right. down. You know. But I mean, yeah. I, you know, I, maybe there was nothing going on this night. But still, these are numbers that they're below the the basement. Yeah. And you look at the cratering of MSNBC as a whole, and they drew an average of forty nine thousand viewers across the board in twenty five to fifty four on oh, Wednesday. Wow. Forty nine thousand across the board. That's amazing. Wow. That Jeez, is amazing. Man, that's. Ooh, um, can't get much worse than that. Yeah. Um, so you have uh, Ed Schultz at twenty-five thousand. This is an interesting observation. 
This year's Super Bowl drew 114.5 million viewers. Mm-hmm. Now, that's 4,580 times the size of an Ed Schultz audience. You know, okay. but again, not really fair to compare Bowl. the Super Bowl to an average Ed night. So spread the Super Bowl audience over 52 weeks, mm-hmm. five nights a week. That means 440,000 would be watching the big game versus Ed's 25,000 in demo. Again, a 17.6 to 1 margin. Okay. So the Super Bowl audience as if it was divided equally over the entire year, is still 17 times Ed's audience. <laughs> the Atlanta airport mm-hmm. has 260,000 travelers a day, 11 times Ed's viewers on that night. All right. Uh, um, 150,000 vehicles and pedestrians use the Brooklyn Bridge every day, or six times as many people who watch the Ed, uh, Ed brand on TV. More than four times the size of Ed's audience fit in the University of Michigan's football stadium. Um, of course, that's the largest stadium in the country. Maybe that's not fair. So it's 110,000. The Florida A&M Rattlers of Division Two, their football stadium holds 25,500. <laughs> <laughs> okay. really? So you'd yes. still be able to get a seat. Uh, you'd still be able to get a seat with Ed's audience. But why stop there? There's a uh, high school football in Allen, Texas. We've talked about this before. Holds 18,000 people. Well, that's, okay, Ed's was a little bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Um, than of course. the high school football yeah, stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is under repair this year. This year right. And uh, they couldn't play in it. The one single area where Ed Schultz wins in one comparison, Ed now draws 25,000 viewers. Uh, Jeffy's salary, less than that. Uh, 23,000 every... I, why am I reminded of that? Every 46 years. <laughs> we did it's not sign guaranteed either. To a 46-year, uh, $23,000 contract. <laughs> and that was... And it's not guaranteed. It, it is cuttable. Right. And offsetable. So mm-hmm. if you go to another place... None of that was guaranteed? None of it? Or did you have like $30 guaranteed? Actually, the way it works is if we cut him at any time, he has to repay all the money we've paid him okay. for the time spent. Mm-hmm. So if we I mean, cut that's him... That's guaranteed. I've yes. done a job like that before. <laughs> that's guaranteed. <laughs> I've done a job like that before. Really? Yeah, Affleck. Affleck. Oh, I was yeah, going to say, it right. had to be Affleck because it's the right. only other job you ever had. <laughs> Every one of your stories is either radio or Affleck. <laughs> Wait, so what was this? One of those things where like... It's a chargeback. Yeah. So if you... Uh, when I was out of work for a year, I was just doing anything because I, you know, I had to feed my family. So, uh, there uh, there is welfare. I I chose not to do it. Um, but I did, I did do Affleck, which is probably below welfare. (laughs) Um, At least at that time, at least for me at that time, being like, it was before the duck. Nobody knew what the hell it was. So you're like, (laughs) I gotta like to sell you supplemental medical insurance. (laughs) You mean, so you're selling me medical insurance. My company already has medical insurance. Yeah. This is supplemental to that. So what they don't pay, then you get a check and it takes care of the things they don't cover. And, and so if anything, you know, you have to explain the whole thing sucks. So I sold a few companies on that, made a few dollars, and uh, and then uh, got back into radio, got a job, started to do well, and then all of the clients that you weren't that servicing I, that I wasn't servicing anymore because I didn't work for the stupid company anymore, dropped it. So you get the charge back from the money that they gave you because now they're not getting it because it's it's prorated or whatever, and so they give you your salary based on what. You know your your commission was right. on the on the whole buy. So then you get charged back. I had to pay back every dollar I made. <laughs> so you made right? zero dollars. You have made, made you pay zero every dollar back. Yes. That doesn't seem fair. Yes. Although I've I've heard every dollar that some back. sales mm-hmm. departments in radio are like that. 
But I thought that you, I didn't think they could charge back you to zero. I mean, I mean, you still have to pay leave. minimum wage, right? Let me I mean, give you a like suggestion. Never work no. for a company that does that to you. No, but you get charged back because they give you. You, you, you don't have any. A, you don't have any say over that. Right. I mean, I, I can't. I can't tell you to go out and service that client and keep them when I'm not there. Right. It's one thing to say, "Hey, you got to hold on to your." And clients. I should. I should have given him the finger and said, Screw "Right, you. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. Take me to court." But I didn't. More patents do coming up. By the way, uh, Robert Kraft, uh, they're not going to challenge the deflate gate thing. Good. So they're not going to challenge it? Good. Not challenge. They're back Including uh, uh, Tom Brady? Brady's still going suspension. forward with his suspension for yeah. players. Okay. Team, but uh, uh, the no. team will not challenge the result. Guilty. No. Guilty. No. <laughs> Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. We just uh, did the promo of the day. If you go to our Facebook page, it's uh, I'm gonna search for patents do on Facebook and you'll find it. Uh, and we post is is up there. Where else do we post it? I, I don't know. Maybe we post it on Twitter too. I don't even know where we post things. Maybe we link to it on Twitter at least. Um, and we do a promo Instagram every day. It's on uh, it's on Friendster, uh, Twitterverse, Friendster, <laughs> Napster. A, it is on MySpace. MySpace. We do post it on MySpace. Universe. Um, so. Uh, uh, sometimes we periscope it's, it. It's on his phone. Uh, so uh, we do this little promo in between one of these commercial breaks every day uh, for the next day's show. And mm -hmm. so usually uh, it's very uneventful. We just, you know, go, go through what's coming up. Um, yesterday, Jeffy, <laughs> I, I don't know what was wrong with you yesterday. Jeffy filled in, and we were doing the promo yesterday. And you, can you read? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that, is it, was that an honest question? That's an honest question. Oh. Can, you, can you read? Would you consider yourself literate? Yeah. <laughs> Somewhat, in anyway. I'm fully convinced. I mean, it's, uh, I mean <laughs> English is your first language, right? I was raised as far as you know in the U.S. Okay, yeah. okay, right. good, mm -hmm. good. Um, we actually uh, maybe tomorrow we'll show you the one we just did because that one was ridiculous too. But here's a clip from us attempting to get through this promo and Jeffy reading the wrong thing over and over again. We'll tell you about the eight actors who bizarrely do the same exact pose in every movie poster they're featured in. You really yeah. need to do more with your time if you're looking at the minutia of movie posters. <laughs> and we're going to share why Michael Jordan is losing the battle for the trademark to his own name. I think you should copyright the name Jeffy. What do you think about that? Because, I mean, first of all, no one else wants to be called it. So. Are you saying uh, you own the name Jeffy? No, that's you. I know. You keep reading the wrong damn line. I was trying to cover it, and you keep going back to the script. You keep doing you keep that Jordan line, which is my line. It's your line, right? So I was trying to cover it. I thought cover. it was, but then I saw, uh, and I saw Jeffy, so I read it again. Uh, God love him. God love him. Uh, okay. Uh, you know? Do you have time to do it one more time? If you, Apparently that was, by yes. the way, I think the third time Jeffy had done that Jordan line. So <laughs> I am, it's something about like uh, copywriting the name Jordan. Uh, and, and then I was like, well, the, the Jeffy, me asking you about Jeffy was not in the script because you had so butchered the script. You were saying the things I was supposed to say, which were questions to you, which I, of course, couldn't answer because I was supposed to right. be Jeffy to answer them. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man. Well, no, you can't. You just can't read. Just admit it. It's okay. And we can way, get you help. Where's the Jordan story? I don't, I don't even see it today. I, I think it's on the Do we have it? Around, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, in the meantime, though, I... Uh, this is inevitable, I guess. Now, everybody 
who does anything wrong has to be called a thug or a terrorist or the people who are called thugs or terrorists uh, uh, were called that just because of race. And that's, that's the deal now with, uh, uh, who is this, Sally Cohn. Okay, CNN's Sally Cohn asking uh, about the rival gang member battle on, on uh, Sunday in, in Waco, Texas. And, and by the way, what a hotbed that is for, you know, just disastrous things to happen. <laughs> I know, geez. The David Koresh thing, you got this biker attack. I mean, it is over, what, to 20-year period. Yeah. But still. Uh, it, still. Uh, but she writes, a Muslim only has to attack one person to be a terrorist. A black man just has to be killed by thought cops to be a thug. But nine dead? Oh, uh, biker gang. What a moron. What a I mean, freaking idiot. Jeez, I'm sick of this stuff. I am so sick of this stuff. What do you mean a, a, a man, a black man has to be killed by cops to be a thug? Who's calling the kid a thug? Nobody's calling Freddie Gray a thug. No one. No one's calling him. Maybe they are. I don't know. He was arrested. Now, what, the thug times, in, so. in the Ferguson case, people might have referred to uh, him. What was he, his name? Michael Brown. He Michael just Brown is a thug oh. because he had just thuggishly yeah. attacked a store owner at a convenience store and robbed it. I yeah. just, I can't. But I mean, is, I'm sorry, is biker Duh. gang better, a better adjective than thug? Like, I, biker gang sounds bad to me, too. And the reason... You when you're talking about it, not like, it's not like, uh, we always talk about motorcycle clubs or whatever. That's something too. different than biker gangs when you're shooting people. Yeah. Um, and by the way, first of all, thug absolutely would apply to these guys. Absolutely. Yes, it, it would. Was, no problem yeah, at all using it. And it absolutely applies. 100%. But biker gang is a very specific thing. They ride bikes, yeah, and they're in a gang. Yeah, a black, it, a black person that got killed by police, if he was called a biker gang, that would be idiotic because he wouldn't be on a bike and he'd be no. one person. Right. So that would not make sense. Um, and what a uh, stupid point. I mean, look, she's, she's an idiot. But, uh, I, you know, I don't know. I never will understand why Fox put her on the air. I, that doesn't make any Thought sense to me. Um, but, you know, mm -hmm. she's, she's an idiot, and she does this thing, stuff all the time. She did another one the same uh, time. She retweeted this one and says, I'll wait and wait and wait and wait to hear someone on the news call what just happened in Waco, white-on-white -white violence. Now, why, would, why do people refer to things as black-on-black -black violence? This is an interesting point, because you're right. No one would call it white-on-white -white violence. It's not interesting at all. No one would say it. Why would you use black-on-black -black violence? Because you hate black people? Because that's the obvious, uh, you know, uh, what you're trying to get out of this tweet. Oh, well, mm -hmm. people don't like black people, so they're calling it black-on-black -black violence. No, the reason you say black-on-black -black violence is because everyone like you, Sally, in the media, says every black person who died comes from the gun of a white person. Mm -hmm. So you have to differentiate differentiate that that yes a lot of people black people do die but it's largely black people killing black people you have to make that distinction because of the lies you tell in the media that media that distinction is important because you're lying all the time and telling black people that white cops are shooting them every 10 seconds when that's not accurate and and we have to refute that lie yeah uh, on and a regular the way, basis by pointing out the fact yeah. that like an 85 to 90 percent of black deaths are caused by other black people yes and so black on black violence has to have some sort of summary because it needs to be the, the truth needs to be told every time you lie about it yeah nobody that's is why saying, it's an important term nobody is saying when a white person dies well I, i'll bet it was a black person no, nobody no. ever does that. no it's a more white ever does by that. the way and we can we can more talk racism about these. against a white person somebody killed him we can talk about these stats again the Jeez. vast majority of white people are killed by white people yeah you know why because people tend to live around people who are similar to them that's, it's not a magical mystery ask your favorite scandinavian countries how much they like that concept 
Every time you want to be Scandinavia, remember how much they love that. They've got 18,000 Somalians in the entire country, and everybody else is white. It's such madness. That was one specific Scandinavian country, by the way. I am aware that Scandinavia is not a country at this time. Although, South Africa is, is a continent. Wasn't that the Sarah Palin thing? South Africa is a continent? What was it? I don't know. I, I can't have to look that up. It was, it was one of those Sarah Palin controversies from back in the day, but I didn't really recall it right, so it didn't work. Yeah. Well, there you go. You try these And things. biker gangs, you know, are, are pretty, that's a pretty well-known thing, because back in the 60s, you had the Hells Angels, who, you know, had that problem at Altamont. Yeah. <laughs> problem. Uh, See, so would you ever call it a black a crime, a problem? <laughs> yes. um, yeah, actually, would. Yeah, would. Uh, and by the way, yeah, th- and, and this is the thing, yeah. like, I, these guys are always... They're, like, it's a point they love to make, but they're, it's so dumb because they don't realize that we actually don't at all feel this way. Like, they have this weird thing in their minds that white people sit around, especially conservatives, sit around thinking of ways to, to call black people naughty names. Yep. The bottom line is, yes, Absolutely, this biker gang would be called could be called a thug. I'm completely comfortable with it. In fact, they are thugs. They were shooting at each other and shooting at police. Now, mm-hmm. I don't hear you calling black people who shoot at police thugs. I never hear it from you. But I'm more than happy to put these guys in that category because they are. When you're breaking laws and killing people, you're a thug, whether you're white, whether you're black, whether you're Muslim. Terrorists is another good example. When a white person comes in, and this does occasionally happen, and shoots up a, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of people, guess what? Terrorism is a completely fine summary of that situation. They, are they a terrorist? Sure! I have no problem with that whatsoever. We've seen this over and over. Is Gadan the American, who is now dead, thankfully, but when he was alive, was he a terrorist? Yes! So what? Your magical world where white people sit around and try to avoid calling white people thugs has been destroyed. It's Alderaan now. Sorry. <laughs> More Pat and Stu coming up. <clears throat> By the way, yes. uh, Africa is a country. Africa, Africa is a country. That was what it was. Is Africa a country? I knew it was something like that. Yeah, well, you know. You she tried said, things. She said Sally Africa. tries things. I try things sometimes. Africa is a country? No, she did not. She said it, but she it was just a slip of the tongue. They tried to make First of all, no. <laughs> First of all, yes. Oh, yeah. First of all, no. You're first an employee. Of all, no. Are you, do First you want of a paycheck? All, First of all, on. no. You don't get it this week. I know. Or any week. Or okay. any week. Uh, hey, you know what? You know who might be hiring is Affleck. Probably. <laughs> 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 now look, you have what we're what you're going to dress up in tomorrow. Going to show it to the camera, not the other camera. He's going to put on a lobster you know. uniform, and then we're going to see if uh, lobster feels pain. We're going to boil him alive and see if <laughs> if uh, if he feels anything. The problem with this particular suit right here. Mm-hmm. Is that I doubt it will fit. I think it'll fit. It's a lobster. Every it, it, it says one size fits most. Yeah. <laughs> that's not gonna fit. That's for sure. <laughs> they don't even go fit. for the all. Yeah, that's for sure. I want to see these eight actors who do the same thing on every movie poster. Oh yeah, that sounds good. Um, do we have the we have the photos? Ryan Gosling keeps hiding his left cheek. Does he really? Ryan Gosling is a cheek hider. Mm. Uh, let's see. 
Okay, there's his left cheek being hidden. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes, okay. I, I, All right, that's you, weird. I will say I did not know huh. Ryan Gosling was a Nazi. I didn't either, hmm. but apparently he is. Hmm. All right. Uh, also, Meryl, Meryl Streep needs, needs something touching her chin. Well, By the way, she was terrible in all of those movies. Oh, she sure was. <laughs> Thank you, Jeffy. I like she that you sure support was. me on this one. You're the only person oh in America gosh, who I does, but I like take it. her. Yeah, I'm with you. We oh. never see the top of <clears throat> Tom Hanks' head. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he's not bald either. Mm. Right? No, I don't think so. So, um, I don't know what the deal is there. He's from Wisconsin. Jamie Foxx does not want to show us his eyes. <laughs> he does wear sunglasses a lot. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Will Ferrell's hands are always on his hips. <laughs> kind of weird. Although the other thing you could also notice about the movies that you're looking at here, uh, Elf is an exception, but it, he's made the same movie. No kidding. About a thousand times. No kidding. Which is the guy who thinks more so he's, probably yeah. than any other actor. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you see the Flint Tropics jersey. That was, um, uh, I can't, what was the name of that movie? Uh, Semi Pro, Semi Pro, uh, Anchorman. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know what the soccer one is. Um, kicking and screaming. It's a good it. movie. That's funny. Really. Mm -hmm. um, but there was also uh, the, the race car driving movie um, uh, was was the same front, and it's all the guy who thinks he's better at the thing that he does, mm -hmm. uh, and has some magical journey around that. Like it's like it, mm -hmm. you know, I'm he's overly cocky in all those movies. He thinks he's the best, uh, you know. Football player, or a basketball player, right. or, you know, race car driver, whatever, anchor man. Uh, and then he has, you know, he gets shot down and then comes back and saves the day. At the yes. end. It's this exact same, same freaking movie so many times. Uh, also, Catherine Hepburn always shows her upper teeth, and no one else does, <laughs> apparently. I think those are the uh, only teeth she had. Oh. She oh, didn't okay. have lower teeth. Okay, is that true? No, no lower teeth. She had them all knocked out or surgically removed. On this front, I actually uh, watched Aviator recently. Mm -hmm. Remember that with uh, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio? Uh, I like that. That's movie. a good it was, it movie. That's a good movie. Yeah, that was good. I haven't uh, seen it in a long time. It's, it's worth that's a, that's worth a, a re-air if you're uh, if you're flipping by on HBO and it's on. Catch Village for you too. That's right. Yeah. Um, how about uh, number two? Whoopi Goldberg does weird things with her legs. Okay. And there's some examples. I don't know how weird know, yeah. the crossing the legs thing is. I don't either. And number one, Ice Cube's backgrounds keep getting whiter and whiter. Uh, okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of a stretch, but yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Cracked okay. gives you those there. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Um, okay. By the way, in China, Michael Jordan is losing the battle for uh, the trademark rights to his own name. This is the one that Jeffy couldn't read. Um, uh, he uh, apparently has uh, an issue with getting this copyrighted in China. Um, it's a lawsuit against his company. Uh, the business name is equivalent to Michael Jordan Sports on the grounds that the company he has used to sell the Chinese name in his jersey 23 um, it, uh, uses that to sell sportswear and other memorabilia. The company has done so without Jordan's permission and without giving him any compensation. Oopsie. Uh, you'd think he'd have a, a, a strong case, but this is China, so they'll probably just execute him. Which is a sad ending to a wonderful career, just like we lost David Letterman, and we'll talk about that tomorrow. He's alive. What? No, we're not. He's dead. He's alive. <laughs>